0: Welcome to The Travelling Senorita, episode 154. I am going back to Canada today. That's the thing I love about travelling. If you go to a place that is like Canada or more specifically Banff National Park, it's an absolute visual overload. So you get to recount the stories when you get back. Uh, I've just completed about 5,000 words this week. I keep getting told that I've got quite possibly one of the (laughs) best jobs in the world, but it doesn't come easy per se. There are no free lunches, my friends. And yes, we do get perks in the travel industry, uh, but we don't really get paid all that well, in my opinion. Uh, And it was affected incredibly over um, The pandemic, as you can imagine, travel was one of the first things to go. But we do get perks and I was lucky enough to head over to Banff, uh, firstly, to see our son, Lewis, who is living in Lake Louise in the National Park and working for the Fairmont brand. And secondly, I paid a media rate, full disclosure, to stay at the Fairmonts, which was Calgary, Banff, Lake Louise, and then Lewis thoughtfully... Bought us a um, extra stay at Jasper, which I will I have done um, and will do some more stories on Jasper. But today I'm going to be firmly in the area of Banff, the village uh, and Snow um, Gondola area, and also in Lake Louise. So to get to this wonderful area in the Rockies in uh, North America in Canada. You can fly directly from Brisbane now. They've just opened that route up um, with Air Canada to Vancouver. And then uh, I probably wouldn't do it the way I did it. I would actually stay in Vancouver because um, I think, firstly, it's a good place to explore. And secondly, after a sort of 13, 14-hour flight, let's face it, 14-hour flight, you've got your two-hour check-ins either end. It makes for around about 20 hours of kind of being out and about and not sleeping all that well so I would suggest to stay in Vancouver um, and then get that connecting flight we didn't do that so we were literally beside ourselves by the time we got to snowy Calgary Uh, but the snow really does wake you up I must say Uh, so there's a hot tip there Uh, the direct flight from Brisbane to Vancouver stay overnight a couple of nights wander around and if you've got time and then head to Calgary we were on quite a tight schedule, so we continued on to Calgary. But we were lucky enough to be staying in the Calgary Pallister Hotel, which is a Fairmont uh, property in an old historical hotel. I've done a podcast on that one, check it out. Um, and that's kind of where the old railway hotels um, from you know 100 or so years ago started from is transporting goods around a Canada. A, a, country the size of Canada which is the second largest country in the world second to Russia apparently and China's around there somewhere as well so you you know they they had to transport and the trains were used for that but they were noticing along the way that there was these incredible picturesque places like Banff like Lake Louise and like Jasper so i think it was around about the 60s not that long ago that the National Park was actually registered and recognised as a national park. Prior to that, it was open slather, pretty much. Um, It's a good thing that it's a national park and it's preserved as so. And when they were transporting Canada Rail um, goods from one place to the other all over the country, as I said, they were noticing how beautiful some of the stops were. And that's when these hotels were built. So the first one being uh, the Banff um, Springs in Banff itself is likened to a, cas- a castle in the mountains or a castle on a hill, um, the castle of the Rockies. And it literally is. It's like a grand palace up on a hill, a bit of a Hogwarts, if you like. And it's had bits um, extended onto it, but the original facade and parts of the property are still very much there. So you walk into an expansive old style castle and it just goes on and on and on i was actually getting lost at first because it ducks and weaves through corridors and arches and then once you work out the lay of the land it really is just a superb place to stay so there's mountains all around it frozen lakes when we were there ice skating rinks they've even got their own pub down the hill which is inspired by an old um, german pub so the walt house uh, with a fondue restaurant on top of it. And underneath is like a schnitty bar Come, you know, cider. It was really cool. That's uh, part of the BAMP Springs. So it's a very sprawling property, it has an a award-winning golf course. Obviously, that was uh, all snow when we were there. Um, and during the winter months, it's just the place to be. You get to get up on the Banff uh, Gondola which is yeah, it's a must do in Banff um, you catch it to the peak of the mountain get to explore all the way around and then come back into the Sky Restaurant which has probably got the most impeccable views I've ever seen um, and grab a local beer there and also the educational area and learn all about that part of the um, mountains so that is the spot to see <coughs> Excuse me, Banff from above is catch the gondola up there and <coughs> one more. Um, then you get to come back down from the Banff Springs castle on the hill. You can walk into the village, which is a really cute town. Um, it's obviously restricted by uh, how expansive it can be from the National Park guidelines, but it is threaded with souvenir shops and <coughs> um A couple of pubs, an Irish pub, a couple of cool Mexican restaurants, some boutique shops. And yeah, visitor centre and theatre, distillery and a brewery from what I can remember. And again, it was just snow-capped mountains surrounding this beautiful uh, traditional village of Banff. So that's Banff, I think, in a nutshell. It's got a couple of really cool peaks and just outside of Banff is Canmore. Which is just on the. <coughs> sorry, I've got a uh, tickly throat. It's just on the outskirts of the national park. So Canmore is sort of where the locals live. If you don't get a job associated with a hotel in Banff, it's really hard to get accommodation. So people tend to go about. I think it's about half an hour out of the national park and stay in a place called Canmore. And again, that's super cute. Um, it was reminding me all of Northern Exposure. It had a real quirk to it. And Canmore has some caves there which we got to explore it's an underground kind of ducking and weaving and turning cave system and so it has like bones in there from thousands of years ago and just has uh, quite remarkable in the winter to do that so that camel's known for the caves and also a bigger village town feel if you like and as i said if you are heading to work over there you pretty much have to stay in camel because um, they're not restricted by what the National Park is if you don't have a job that has accommodation. Which leads me to Lake Louise. So Lake Louise is around about 45 minutes to an hour from, um, into the mountains from Banff. And that's where our son, Louis, is working. Um, he's working for uh, the Chateau, which is the uh, Lake Louise Chateau, part of the Fairmont Group. He's got accommodation within that building as well. It's been burnt, I think it's burnt down a couple of times, so it's not as historically looking as the castle on the hill in Banff, but it has that same feel. Uh, It's a grand building, really on the lake. The lake is uh, in front of this incredible uh, style building and yeah, commanding mountains in the distance. So obviously at Lake Louise, it's all about the lake. We saw it frozen and it was just stunning and breathtaking. But apparently as it melts through into summer, it's just, it melts because of the glaciers and the water. It, the colour of it is meant to be unbelievably um, majestic blue and I, I really would love to go back there for summer because that's when it apparently just cranks and you've got like bushwalkers and kayakers and it becomes a real open playground. So that that particular part of the lake is also open to the public and in the um, national park as is the chateau at Lake Louise is open to the public because it is you know meant to be for all to enjoy it's got hotel rooms as well and a very vast property but it's also got um, quite a few restaurants and a bar um, and it's a place to um, hang out when you're enjoying the lake I actually must mention, go back to Banff for a second, to the Springs, because the restaurants there are amazing. I did um, a podcast with Chef Atticus when I was there and found out what makes him tick. He's looking after several restaurants as the executive chef for the group at Banff uh, Springs. And we got to go to the Costello, which is the Italian, which was all homemade pasta, fresh seafood and gorgeous food and desserts. And there's other offerings like the, there's a, like a Spanish tapas style bar and you've got your normal bar and an amazing breakfast and another restaurant down there and another bar and another bar. So there's a lot of food offerings and even their snack and go area because people were going, um, you know, off to the, to the slopes each day it was all about being healthy and fresh. So they've got a great, um, delivery of food and local, as they can be and as um, chef Attica said you know Canadian food is cabin food in the sense of you know it's comfort and it's warm so we got to uh, experience the um, fondue there as well as I said down at the the Walthouse um, um, little pub and they had the fondue restaurant on the top so that's back at bat. but heading I'm all about food I'm always talking about food you, you guys know that um, and a little bit of wine and local <laughs> local beverages Heading back to Lake Louise, um, uh, as I said, Lewis is working there. So he's at the Lakeview Lounge, which is quite possibly the best spot in the the whole hotel because it's literally, it's it's arched windows um, frame the lake and the mountains. So you get to sit there and enjoy um, share plates, charcuterie style, main meals, really good drinks, mulled wine. That was a, a, a really popular place to be at the Lakeview Lounge. Next door, <clears throat> they have, I think it's called the Fairview uh, restaurant and that is all about um, your meats and uh, steak. And then down the stairs, which is a really quirky, sort of windy staircase, you get to a little pub there and bar, which had a lot of chair plates and things. And then further down the stairs, just before you head out onto the lake, is a new uh, restaurant. It's been flipped to be called Louisa with a Z. Uh, you know obviously making a little bit of a, a take on Lake Louise but it is European inspired which I loved being in the snow in Canada with the open fires outside and the ice sculptures and then going in and having empanadas uh, really good pasta paella and um, Oh, yeah, fish and it was really beautifully done in there and really good desserts. I've got to say, the churros was some of the best I've ever had. So that's Louisa. You get to have breakfast there as well. And that was a really beautiful buffet, plus, you ordered off the menu. Everything about that space was decadent and easy and, and just a nice place to be. And again, you're looking at it, some sublime views. The other one was the fondue restaurant. Which is upper level, um, and that was more of a smaller, intimate um, fine dining per se. But you were having fondue, you know, all types of fondue, cheeses, and um, you know, dipping in meats and vegetables and what have you. I mean, I love that kind of the part about um, the Banff National Park that sort of made me, I guess, really fall in love with it It was not just the natural landscape, but it was also that that. the homage to the European, to the Swiss, to the Swede, sort of that feeling to it as well was uh, added to the beauty of Banff National Park. And as I said, the train drivers and the, the owners of the uh, Canada Rail we were going through these areas anyway to deliver goods to the other side, to places like Jasper from Calgary. And they were like, we have to build um, you know, a destination hotel here so that everybody can enjoy what we see on the train all the time. Uh, And it is being preserved, it's sustainable, they're working towards more and more of that, particularly in Lake Louise and, you know, with a natural environment like that and the amount of people that come through those hotels and just the general public, you know, they've got to really look at um, how they're preserving that natural environment and that is governed, as I said, by the national park. Um, yeah, so, and, and, and Lake Louise has um, an incredible mountain. It, it's said that it's one of the biggest mountains to ski on in Canada. Uh, very popular up at Lake Louise main um, ski area. It's got a, you know, funky, like, restaurant and interactive space down below. And then, you know, really good beginner's area, very long area. And then you can go right up to the top peak. So that was a lot of fun around there. I, took the, I chose to uh, take the gondola up. And just enjoy that space. There was a DJ on the other side that I could hear, which my um, my son was at, and uh, you know that was just the whole the vibe of the um, the ski season. So lots of fun, and I I can't wait to go back um, as the seasons change. I spoke to him this morning, and I said that he was on FaceTime. And I was like, let me have a look at the lake and. He said, well, yeah, it's skate or walk at your own risk now. It's thin ice, but it takes a while to defrost. It's layers and layers of snow over the winter periods. And i got to tell you, as the the ice melts, so do the bears come out of the caves. Uh, we heard lots of stories about the bears, the black bears and the brown bears, um, that they're all, you know, that staff are prepped with capsicum spray to get through the summer months. They have been... Um, more so coming down into the um, bin areas of the hotels and scavenging through them as they run out of food which is not a great thing um, for the future of the bears but uh, something that you've got to live with as a human on land it's a bit like going into the ocean and hanging out with the sharks so you've just got to realize it's their it's their habitat uh, their natural habitat and respect that and you learn all about that uh, we didn't see any because they were all hibernating, which was really quite... I found that quite alluring that you're driving through these mountains and you just know that inside there is all this wildlife. We did see some elks um, along the way. But, yeah, to think that the bears were all in there hibernating was quite fascinating. And one of the comments my husband said was, you know, we really do feel like we're driving into a the most magnificent screensaver. It was just endless beauty the whole way so I strongly suggest Banff National Park put the Rockies on your map of a place to travel on your wish list on your bucket list of travel because it is an incredible place in this world and you know not too far from Brisbane a flight into Vancouver and then connect into Calgary thank you so much for listening today and yeah I've got some exciting news coming up in the next couple of weeks You'll see, if you're following me on Travelling Senorita, where we are heading tomorrow. We are leaving the land of Oz again tomorrow. So stay tuned to my socials and please look at my website, travelingsenorita.com because everything is off there, from my podcast to my blogs to my hotel reviews and cruise reviews. And yeah, I'd love it if you guys had a little look at travelingsenorita.com. I really enjoy the storytelling. I love... um, what I do for, for a living and I love that you're on the journey with me so thanks a lot adios